Hello, I'm Father Joe Roche of the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Thank you for joining us as we continue our journey of reading the Journal of Blessed George Motulaitis from beginning to end. Today we take up from where we left off, beginning with May 10th and November 19th through the 22nd, 1919, pages 276 through 279. May 10th, 1919. At four o'clock in the afternoon, I attended a meeting of the Children of Mary. They presented their annual financial report and had elections. I gave a short talk. I received the necessary permits to travel to Warsaw. During my absence, I left the administration of the diocese to Monsignor Sadowski. I am leaving tomorrow with Father Joseph. Father Kulesha came to see me and asked if I would sign the address to be presented to to Piłsudski, the same one that was read when the keys of the city were given to him. I answered that I would not sign because it was a political matter. When the parish peace conference decides on the fate of these nations, I will try to be a loyal citizen of whatever government is recognized here. At present, I cannot join any party, but must serve everyone equally. November 19th. 1919. I have not written anything for a long time. Perhaps I shall make a short note uh, of the more important events as I recall them, and there is much that is worthy of note. This has often been a time of hardship, suffering, and oppression for me. Today I am leaving for Bialystok. Tomorrow they are celebrating the nationalization of the secondary schools and insisted on my coming. It is bitterly cold, about 19 or 20 degrees Celsius. The railways are in a state of chaos. The trains are late. They do not leave on time, and there is a shortage of fuel. Instead of arriving at 1 o'clock a.m., the Warsaw-Vilnius train came in only at 9 and left Vilnius at 12.30 p.m. The railway cars are unheated. There were many travelers, and it was very crowded. The officers and soldiers were stamping their feet and shivering in the cold. They were poorly dressed. Somehow or other, we reached Bialystok at ten in the morning. The priests were waiting for me there. November 20th, 1919. Although I celebrated Mass solemnly with assistance, it was only a low Mass so that the children would not freeze. After 12 noon, there were ceremonies at the secondary school. I made a speech outlining the history of the Polish schools. Here in Bialystok, I encouraged them to remain faithful to their honorable past in uniting faith and reason, the education of the mind with the development of the will and of character. I wished them well. They liked my speech. It seemed that rumors had been spread about my being an enemy of the Poles. Now they could see for themselves that I sympathize with them. With the Poles, I try to be like a Pole. With the Jews, I am a Jew. With the Gentiles, a Gentile. Everywhere, everything to everyone. See 1 Corinthians 9, verses 20 through 22. There were many other speeches. The school inspector from Warsaw spoke well. The Minister of Education had promised to come, but did not, apparently because of the cold. Father Czaplinski from Warsaw was also there. In the evening, there was a program at the girls' school. November 21st, 
1919. The cold weather has broken. In the afternoon, I left for Gardinas with the seminarians. I barely managed to find a seat in the soldiers' car. They had their own stove, and it was so hot you could hardly stand it. We were in Gardinas after seven. I was met by the priests and several city officials. In Grodno, the missionary fathers were conducting a mission. November 22, 1919, I called on all the important people. I attended a meeting of the Sodality of the Blessed Virgin for high school boys and gave them a short sermon. Then I visited the children's homes and schools and also the workhouse of the parish of the Bernadines. Everywhere I had to say a few words. I also called on the Franciscan fathers and the sisters of Nazareth, to whom I gave a conference. I visited some of the other priests. The children and the people were preparing to receive the sacrament of confirmation. In the first entry here, Blessed George writes of meeting a Marian Sodality group and giving a talk to them. He received his documents to go to Warsaw to meet the apostolic visitator, and he assigned a priest to run the diocese during his absence. But then he refused to sign an address that was to be presented to Pilsudski because he doesn't want to get involved in politics. The next entry was written over six months later. Blessed George states that much had happened and that he endured hardship, suffering, and oppression. But unfortunately, he didn't have time to... um, record what had happened during those six months. He wrote of going to Bialystok uh, for a ceremony regarding the nationalization of the secondary schools. A private high school was turned over to the Minister of Education. This was symbolic of the nationalization of the private schools. This was uh, due to a decree of the new Polish government. A Catholic priest was the chaplain of the school, the future chancellor of Blessed George. And Blessed George writes of traveling to Bialystok in an unheated train in freezing conditions. He must have meant 18 or 19 below zero Celsius or about one below zero Fahrenheit. The trains were running hours late and even the soldiers were poorly dressed for the cold. Blessed George celebrated mass in the school. He was aware of not taking too long so that the students wouldn't freeze and he tried to be all things to all people, to the Poles, to the Jews, to the Lithuanians, etc. In another entry, he speaks of going to another city with some seminarians by train. The cold weather had broken, but this time the uh, stove on the train where the soldiers were was just way too hot. And he gave a talk to high school students and to some sisters. He met various dignitaries. Uh, visited various institutions and some Franciscan priests, among others. Need a miracle? Here's a prayer for a special grace through the intercession of Blessed George, which has received ecclesiastical approval. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O God, our Lord and Father, you surround us always by your care. Receive our humble petition, and through the intercession of Blessed George, who suffered so much for your glory and for the increase of your kingdom here on earth, grant me the grace 
and here mention your intention, for which I ask you with confidence, promising to live from now on with greater fidelity to your commandments. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. To receive a Blessed George prayer card, or to report graces received through the intercession of Blessed George, please visit us at thedivinemercy.org slash journal. That's thedivinemercy.org slash journal. Blessed George, pray for us. Jesus, I trust in you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Thank you, and God bless you. Are you a Marian Helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.